0: If shopping carts and checkout optimization is of interest to you, then you have to listen into this show. My guest on today's show takes us through e-commerce checkout best practices, as well as how his company's very unique e-commerce checkout solution used by over 50,000 retailers aims to reduce checkout and payment friction by eliminating payment at checkout completely. I know it sounds counterintuitive. It's a simple yet quite clever solution, and that's why you have to listen in to this episode.
1: Welcome to the 2X E-commerce Podcast Show, where we interview founders of fast-growing 7 and 8-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action. In your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hi, 2Xers.
0: Welcome to the 2X e commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. And as usual, this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online marketing, online retail marketing experts who help uncover e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you grow your business. I'm very concerned about growth, growing your e-tail venture. So if you're really looking to double metrics such as conversions, average order value, retention, you know, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales, you are in the right place. On today's show, I have a very interesting chap. He's by the name of Nicholas Aldeberth. With me, he's the co-founder and deputy CEO of Klarna. It's a super fast-growing EU-European e-commerce checkout solution that uniquely assumes store claims for payment and then handles customer payments, thus eliminating the risk for sellers and buyers. It's more like a payment intermediary. He's going to you know, shed more light about how it works. They're a funded e-commerce startup um, with investments from VC giants such as Sokoa, Atomico, DST and General Atlantic. So really, really interesting. Welcome to the show, Niklas. Thank you very much. Could you take a minute or two to tell our, our audience and listeners about yourself, please?
2: Well, about myself, I'm uh, 33 years old um, started the company Klana. 10 years ago together with two friends um, and previous background to that is basically nothing I mean I was flipping burgers at Burger King I've uh, been done some traveling and so on and then right after I entered university we got this idea and we 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 give give it a shot.
0: Phenomenal a lot has happened over 10 years and we need to dig into your backstory so where, where are you from?
2: So where we're we from? We're from. Um, uh, I'm from Uppsala, which is uh, about an hour north of Stockholm, uh, and the company is situated in Stockholm, but is now in more than sixteen countries.
0: Okay, let's let's dig a little bit into your childhood. Were you entrepreneurial um, while growing up? And you know, um, you're, you're about three co-founders, right? With in, in Klarna. Is, is that still the situation? From my background research, I, I gathered you were three.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So three from start and still two of us are still operational in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I, I had nothing uh, in my family or in anyone that were entrepreneur. It was not really a popular thing to become or basically didn't exist in Sweden all these years back. So being brought, brought up in this um, university town of Uppsala, my father always said that I can do and be whatever I want. As long as I became a doctor.
0: (laughs) Is he a doctor himself?
2: (laughs) You bet it. Yes, Uh, he is.
0: Like my dad. (laughs) When I decided to to study economics, I was like, no, you have to be a doctor. You know how it goes. Okay, but um, what was kind of like the pathway from childhood or, you know, from when did this journey start to the setup of Planner? I, I really want this first part of the interview to, to kind of talk about the entrepreneurship. And then the second part, we'll talk more about e-commerce. Um, so how did the journey sort of start? When, when did it really kick off to setting up Planner?
2: Right, so making a long story short, then uh, I think you could say that it started when me and Sebastian, one of the co founders, decided that we should travel around the world okay. without flying. Um, it was a really stupid idea because you <laughs> see the world from a window, basically. <laughs> uh, the problem was that Sebastian needed to get back within 130 days so he could do his um, re exam, so he could get into his master's program. Mm. So we were in a very much in a hurry. Um, and we got all the way by hitchhiking, train, buses, and so on. We came all the way down to Australia, mm-hmm. but we missed the boat across the Pacific Ocean, one of these big cargo ships. Okay. And the problem was with that was that the next one would leave three weeks later, and hence he would miss his re-exam and needed to stay over one year before he could get into his studies. And um, for me, I mean, I had nothing really to come back to. So I, I was going to continue anyway. And he didn't want to give me the credit for the for the trip, I guess. So he said that, okay, I stay over a year. I, I finalized this trip. And so we did. Wow. So back in Sweden in 2003, I mean, you had the dot-com bubble. So it was pretty hard for Sebastian to find a job mm-hmm. now, needed to finance for himself for for one year without studying, right? Mm -hmm. So the only job he could find in the end was uh, uh, he was lucky to get a job as a telesales person at a finance company, Mm -hmm. basically basically selling financial services over phone. And the companies he contacted, they they said that, no, we're not really interested in this. But uh, then he got in contact with e-commerce companies, Mm -hmm. and they said that, we don't want your service, but if you guys are able to take the risk in a transaction so that customers can buy online mm-hmm. and they can get the stuff and then pay it for it 14 days later. And you guys handle all the risk. Then we're interested. So mm-hmm. start to think on that idea. Um, one year passed and he quit that job. He can went I
0: he... ask a question? Um, roughly yeah? how many e-commerce businesses did Sebastian ring before he realized, look, there is a problem there's an issue there's a there's demand and you know to to warrant the need for a startup
2: i think it was actually only one e-commerce firm that gave him basically gave him this idea that was significant enough that said that this is what we think the the customers want they want to pay after delivery if possible at least have it as an option so if you guys can provide that that that's what we want so i think that was enough to get that response from one of the big ones
0: and did he go in depth with them like you know ask further questions or was it just one phone call that sparked the idea
2: no he, he managed to get a relation with that um, gotcha. uh, that person so he mm. they exchanged some ideas so i think he went a little bit deeper he tried to present this to the management team of his former company mm. they were not interested so he said that okay maybe it was a bad idea after all and so mm. on so back in school then i started to study as well um, he presented this idea to to me and victor and we said that, yeah, it sounds quite uh, nice. Why don't we give it six months and see what happens? So it was all a coincidence in the beginning. If we wouldn't have missed that boat, it would be no Klana today.
0: That's fascinating. Fascinating. And then, you know, getting the job also and um, <laughs> finding that pain and, and addressing it. So are any of you techies or, you know, did, did you guys start to build a, a proof of concept to, to get Klana off the ground or... What were the next steps after the idea was was conceived?
2: Yeah, so that was uh, quite a big challenge. So we had the idea to start a tech, fintech company that required a lot of money, a lot of tech, obviously, and we know nothing about tech. We had no money. And yeah, my experience was from Burger King. So, I mean, (laughs) it was quite a gap there to start with. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think that, I mean, now looking back, I think that was a good thing. Because what that meant is that we we needed to reinvent everything because we had no clue how a payment worked. We didn't know that it was a terminology called issuer or acquirer or PSP. Mm. We had just no clue. We just knew what the customer wanted. So what we did was that we went around to different business angels and trying to raise a small amount of money just to... To get this off the ground. And we ended up with taking um, funding an angel investor uh, mm. that put in 60,000 pounds to the company for 10%. But we also found uh, five uh, techies that did the initial platform, mm-hmm. that did the initial programming. So that's how we started, basically. Did, did, they,
0: did they work on a salary or was it sweat equity?
2: Uh, they got equity. Okay. Okay. So took us about five months, and then we were live with the first uh, merchant, the first test merchant, um, which was very exciting. It was a big milestone, of course, to see it, it actually worked.
0: Mm.
2: And once again, back here in 2005, the idea was that you only enter top-of-mind information as a customer when you end up in the checkout. Mm. Uh, you select pay after delivery. Mm. And based on that data, the top-of-mind, which is basically email and uh, address, we do a risk assessment. Mm. And based on that, if that one is approved by us, uh, you get an answer uh, immediately that your transaction was approved. You will get the, your stuff home and you need to pay 14 days later.
0: Okay. So individuals are treated like businesses. Businesses tend, tend to have maybe 30 days, you know, after you receive the invoice, you pay or 28 days or, you know, what have you, whatever the terms and invoice. But yours was 14 days. So, Prior to Plana, to what was it like buying you know, items online for, for a typical Swedish or EU consumer?
2: Uh, right. So the typical way was um, basically as it was all over, I guess, was just uh, that you needed to enter your Visa MasterCard number. Mm-hmm. Either that or you needed to transfer the money directly to the, to the e-commerce company. Mm-hmm. In both ways, you needed to pay in advance – and just hope that you would get your stuff one day, either mm-hmm. one day or three days later, or maybe never get it, or maybe get products with just stones in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the newspapers in Sweden, they just love to write about different fraud cases and so on. So a lot of people were actually quite afraid, in not only in Sweden, but in Nordics and Germany and mm-hmm. so on, to pay in advance. Mm-hmm. And that's where such payment methods as, as, as ours was uh, really did a lot for for e-commerce because you never need to enter any sensitive data or pay in advance.
0: So you take the risk forward and um, you pay the merchant. So if I was to shop on esos.com, which who happened to be customers of yours according to what I saw on your website, they, you give them, so if I, you know, bought... Um, the pearl Charles or you know a few things from them worth 100 pounds you give them the 100 pounds immediately and then you come and take the 100 pounds from me in 2 weeks time as a consumer after i've received the the goods
2: exactly okay. exactly okay. so the so the cool thing about this is that this is how we started the company this was a service so you actively need to select i want to pay pay after delivery okay so what we built up with this is that we built up very sophisticated Ways of doing risk scoring, Hmm. actually being able to tell you as a consumer, just based on your basically uh, name, email address and normal address, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: if we should allow this or not. So Mm -hmm. we're thinking, how can we use this even better to increase conversion rate for e-commerce companies? Mm -hmm. And that's when we developed the Klana Checkout just two and a half years ago. And what this product means, this is the one we we launched in UK, is that you you go to any e-commerce merchant that is connected to Klana. Mm-hmm. You pick whatever stuff you want. You end up in the checkout. And that entire checkout is actually hosted by us. And the only thing you do, before selecting any payment method or anything, you just enter top of my data and you press buy now. And then if, when we confirm that order, it takes a half a second. You end up on the confirmation page. And that's when you select payment method. If you want, if you don't do an active decision, you will just need to, to settle this within 14 days. But the big thing here is that you don't need to do it at the time of purchase. So if you are, for example, sitting in a subway or something, and you want to do a purchase over the phone, it's super, super quick to do it. And you don't need to enter your credit card details in advance. You can just place the order immediately.
0: I have two questions. So one, just so in general, what I gather from here is you're reducing that friction of entering my card details there and Correct. there. And with, um, with mobile, you know, I could be in so many places. I don't necessarily want to pull out my card or want to remember my card numbers too long for crying out loud to, to actually make that payment. So it's a commitment. Um, you know, when I hit that buy now, so what's are the cues you know because this is quite new to to u k consumers, so what other the cues do they know that indicates that they're making a commitment and should or must pay in the next fourteen days
2: so it is all down to the copyright so if you look at Klarna now we we have fifty thousand merchants connected mm. all over Europe to our to our payment system mm. uh, we handle a quarter of a million transactions every day. Mm. And since we host this, essentially it's an iframe, but it could be totally customized by the merchant. So we've been able then, since we hosted it, to do daily updates into the copy so that it's perfectly clear to you as a shopper
0: mm.
2: what you really engage in and that when you press that button, it's actually an, an actual purchase.
0: That makes that makes a, a, a huge sense. You know, I have some stats here about Klarna, which I want to share with the audience. Okay. We all know Klarna is, is headquartered in Stockholm, Sweden. 50,000 retailers use Klarna. Over 350 million shoppers across Europe have shopped with Klarna. 250,000, that's a quarter of a million transactions a day, are made with Klarna. Kleiner has about 10% e-commerce market share in Northern Europe, Scandinavian Europe. And they have, correct me if I'm wrong, 1,200 employees in in 10 years. It's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, so actually our market share in the Nordics is 35%. So 35% of all online sales in Nordic is handled by Klarna. Okay. If you look to Northern Europe, we handle 10% of all e-commerce.
0: Okay, that, that's impressive. And you, you're you making a foray into the UK market now. Um, how long have you been
2: active in the, in the UK? I would say six months. So we have a team over there of 12 people and we're now actively reaching out to uh, large merchants and medium and small, of course, as well, to tell about this new way of how you should deal with payments. That if you remove this friction, it's much more likely that you get a, a much higher conversion rate.
0: What has been the uptake? Like um, ASOS, as, as I um, alluded to earlier from um, your website, um, our customers, do, do you have any other you know, customers our audience may, may know about in the UK?
2: Yes, yeah, so in, the, in the UK, we are started, So we're actually having four very big names going live this quarter. Mm. Um, apart from that, we have about 100 merchants that are live. Uh, one is Dr. Ed, for example. Okay. The other one is Celebrity Fashion. So it's uh, not the giants, uh, but they will come up now this quarter. So we look very much forward to that. And the biggest one we will launch actually uh, next week is Wish.com
0: wish.com wow okay we're looking forward to that okay i I want to go back into your startup story how how do non-techies actually start and grow an e-commerce tech you know company
2: i think a combination of naivety naivetivity whatever you say in english um, and really low self-consciousness and quite good self-esteem so we really want to prove to the to our uh, parents, I guess, and and uh, everyone around us that we can do this and uh, we want to uh, try to achieve this.
0: And, and just having other people, you know, like-minded people around a team of three initially to, to, to push each other together must also have been a catalyst to, to, to helping you sort of grow the company, I guess.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's of, everyone that have their own business, they know it's very much up and down. So uh, when you have your downs, it's very good to be three founders that could actually help out in such moments to give energy. Okay. So that is very important. And uh, yeah, I mean, since we didn't have any experience, we did a lot of mistakes. The, the way we compensated for that to some extent was to work very, very hard. Yeah. I remember we had five free days the first two years, weekends included. Wow. Well, that's'
0: been I mean, tough but yeah yeah the dividends are, are certainly paying off now okay you you mentioned um a couple of a, a moment ago about um the new checkout package i wanted to 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 ask you a question um from a consumer perspective once i've sort of engaged with an e commerce so i've i've shopped with an e commerce um store that is powered by plano in terms of its checkouts. Been powered by powered by Klana. Do I have an a Klana account afterwards? Um, this is is there? Is it almost like a PayPal in in that sense?
2: To some extent, yes. So what differs us from any other wallets or um, uh, whatever is out there is that. You don't need to register for Klarna. You don't need to download an application. It just works instantly. And that's the big difference. And we think that if you need to register, that just kills conversion. And you you should try to avoid that as an e-commerce company uh, for sure. So Klarna works instantly
0: it's friction again i was uh, and that's go, that's gonna actually take me to my next question which is um one-page checkouts you know to be or, or not to be what, what what's your opinion about um one-page checkout pages um you guys are experts in, in checkout technology and, and and payment so e-commerce merchants that um that there's always an argument in e-commerce in the e-commerce world about, you know, should we go for a one-page checkout or should we go for a, you know, step-by-step checkout? What are your thoughts on, on, on checkouts?
2: I have a very strong belief. It's the, the, the less steps, the less friction, the better. I mean, we, we've been messing with a lot of merchants and seeing this over and over again, that the more steps you have, you lose conversion on every step.
0: Mm. Do you have any hard figures in terms of you know how much more conversions you could possibly get if you know um, with fewer steps in in the checkout process?
2: Unfortunately, not by the steps, but I, can, I know the Klarna statistics. So if you mm. take, for example, uh, Adlibris, which is the Amazon of the Nordics, mm. we increased their conversion with eighty percent eight zero. Okay, That's on mobile, on to- mobile, okay. Uh, so that's quite big numbers. Wish.com, one of the fastest growing e-commerce companies in the world, I guess, uh, right now. We increased their sales by 40% when they integrated Klarna. And that's, once again, by removing this step of not forcing your customers to enter credit card and creating this friction in the checkout.
0: Do you have any videos I could share you know, on, on, on our website um... You know, in the show notes as to how Klaner actually works. You know, in 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 a live checkout um, scenario, it'd be super Absolutely. helpful to 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 show that to to our to to our listeners. Okay, so uh, what's your take on accounts creation in the checkout process? Should that come afterwards, or should that never even happen?
2: It should more or less happen in the background. I think it's mm. different legislations in different countries, of course. But the way we work is that we. We always try to collect the email address first. That's the first question we ask the Mm -hmm. customer to enter in the checkout. And by giving out that uh, that, um, email address, you basically have a unique identifier to Mm -hmm. a customer. So what more do you need? Why why should you force them into a registration flow, which kills conversion? Instead, you should really encourage just to enter them as little data as possible. And still, you can use that by having that in your terms and conditions
0: so how that's very uh, that's interesting because also with with cat abandonment software all you need is the email um some you know go further some merchants go further to get the phone number so they could call especially for high ticket items so they could call back you know call the costum- customer back to see if you know if they've abandoned their cats so my question is um how does of work with cart abandonment um, software? Is, uh, do you work especially with any third-party providers or um, do you plug in seamlessly with with anything out there in the market?
2: Yes, yeah, so both basically. So the of checkout is like an open API, so you can connect any provider you have to connect to this first question that we always ask for, which is email address, so that you can use that. And even more beautiful, if you look how Swedish merchants are doing it, is that since we're able to to provide this one-click checkout experience, basically, we collect the email address as first question. You could email the customer with the full basket and just one click to finalize this purchase that they haven't succeeded with Mm -hmm. or didn't finalize. So that's very efficient and something that I think every e-commerce company should work with.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you could do that from Klarna?
2: Yes. We have we have a couple of partners that are very much integrated that you could use, but also if you ha- want to do it yourself, you can also do that.
0: Is, is it manual or could you set it up as an automated process in Klarna?
2: Not by Klana, So you need to use one of our third-party providers to do this. Gotcha. Gotcha. If I, if I remember correctly.
0: Okay. Um, Just to wrap up my questions around um, the ch- best practice checkout, um, well, checkout best practices, sorry. What, how do you envision the future of, you know, the e-commerce checkout, say, 10, 20 years from now, from today?
2: Um, so I think, I mean, it goes back again, I think, that making it as easy as possible. Don't mess up your conversion by combining buying and paying. Mm-hmm. Make buying as easy as possible. And if they want to pay for this purchase immediately, let them do that. If they want to wait 14 days when they sit at a desktop or whatever, let them do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's one key ingredient. I also think that financing your purchase will be more and more popular. For example, if it is a high-ticket item, you should be able to offer a finance solution with just a couple of clicks. Mm -hmm. This in order to create a higher average order basket, but also increasing the conversion. And third, I think it's also important to... To, depending on what country to make we 're talking making the the pay the, the buying very easy, but also making the paying very easy if the customer want to for example, say their credit card they mm. should be able to do that, so it just becomes one click and then can just forget about uh, the, the the payment. Mm.
0: What do you think about um, payment platforms such as um, Apple Pay? Um, I know Apple Pay has been tested now offline. When it makes that online you know, move, how's, how, what, what are your thoughts on, on Apple Pay?
2: Yeah, good question. I think it will come down to that people will have uh, different preferences. Uh, I think some people would love Apple Pay, and hence it needs to then be included in the checkout. So, so the way we work is that we whatever payment method that is popular that is included in the Klana Checkout. So, for example, if um, in, in Germany we're connected to seven, seven different ways of paying, and this is, once again, on the confirmation page, yeah. so because people have different preferences. In UK, it's very easy. It's very credit card-centric.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so it's basically Visa, Mastercard, American Express, right? But we see all these different flavors in the different markets. So I think that, for sure, if, if Apple Pay nails it in the online world, that needs to be included as well as an option, some, as an option because okay. some people will prefer it.
0: So, I just want to clarify, you know, one strong point here. Do you also have a, a desktop offering? Because you, you mentioned, you know, plano you know, a, a mobile checkout, a planner mobile checkout suite. Is, is there also a desktop solution?
2: It is. It's totally uh, platform agnostic. So it is, of course, an impact as well on desktop of reducing this friction but it's absolutely most powerful in the in the mobile because that's where people are very not liking to, to give out and pull up the credit card.
0: So wish.com's entire checkout process would be powered by Klano.
2: Yes, and we that's correct. And we do that already for the entire checkout is done by us in in the Nordics in Germany. And now we go live this month in UK.
0: Okay this so it connects me to Klarna, right now. So, so how do you, how do you, what's your business model? How how do you make money um, off the back of that? So, if retailers sort of integrate um, Klarna into into their the checkout, do they pay you a fee, or is it a transaction or per transaction fee? How how do you does Klarna actually make money?
2: Yes, yeah, So, the absolute majority of the income is through a, a merchant fee, which is transactional based. Okay. So uh, for every transaction, they pay a percentage, which is not too uh, – we're very similar to a credit card transaction in terms of fee structure. Okay. But then also in some countries, we offer financing. Since Klarna is basically a registered bank in mm-hmm. Stockholm, we're able to offer financing in a very, very easy way. And we also earn money on that to some extent.
0: So um, with the financing, is the financing feature going to be in the UK or um, is it just um, for, for the Nordics?
2: It will be in the UK as well. So we're looking into launching that on top of the Klarna checkout as an option When once again when you are on the thank you page uh, in Q3 or Q4 okay. this year.
0: That okay. makes sense. And um, would would that be under the Klarna brand or on another
2: sister brand? It would be under the Klarna brand.
0: Okay, fantastic. Okay, so let's take a look. Let's have an idea of, um, or could you share, give us an idea of what turnover was like in 2014 for, for Klarna? Sorry, could you repeat uh, that again? T- turnover in terms of your, your revenue um, as, a, as a company?
2: Uh, the turnover for 2014 is not disclosed yet, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, and that's due to that we are regulated and so on. We need to do it to the financial authorities first. Okay, okay, fine. Um, um, but I can... It's, it's been a strong growth, obviously. Fantastic. Okay, good stuff.
0: Okay, and... Um, Right. What about the U.S.? Because basically um, half of our listeners to, to this show are based in the U.S. and, you know, the other half, um, a strong half is also based in the U.K. Um, so what about the U.S.? Do you have any expansion plans in, into the United States?
2: We do. So we actually already now have a 19-people team in U.S. in three different offices, and we are committed to launch and go live by the end of this, end of Q2. So we're very close to launch. So that is very exciting, and the same thing there. So we we see that k- merchants having a very big problem with the conversion rate on mobile mm. and tablets, and if they could get, because the, the average effect is that we match the conversion rate that you have on desktop,
1: mm. and
2: and seeing how much the mobile conver, mobile uh, traffic is increasing, but you have a really bad conversion rate. That is also a very big problem for U.S. retailers. And we solved that with the Klona Shekka. So we think that we have a good opportunity in the US.
0: Sounds really, really interesting because um, I just think from a customer acquisition or a client cost acquisition standpoint, um, you know that's where your next phase of growth is is going to come from. From the US is such a massive e-commerce market. It is three hundred billion dollars. Um, and the last time I checked, in twenty fourteen, so.
2: It is. But but going back as well to UK, we see UK as a massive opportunity as well. It's basically as big of a market as all our existing I ones that we have now. So it's a huge commitment.
0: I agree with you 100%. It's, about, it's over 100 billion now in the UK, um, e-commerce. Okay. Um, so before you go, um, are there any books or resources about growth marketing in, in retail you'd recommend to our listeners?
2: I have so long list of books I'm I'm gonna read and should read but I I tend to procrastinate it I don't know why maybe the (laughs) list is just too long so (laughs) I wish I had it I I tend to settle for looking at 20 minute clips on on ted.com or something like that about personal development and, and stuff so I'm, I'm sorry i don't have it
0: no worries bite size info always works okay um before you you say a goodbye can you give our listeners one in piece of advice um around um conversions or checkouts and you know and anything that would help them grow their stores their e-commerce stores
2: I think it make it as easy as possible for your customers to shop, and especially on mobile. And make sure if you do expand to other countries, make sure to have the payments localized because it has a huge impact on if you're going to be successful or not.
0: Fantastic, good stuff. Where where can our audience, you know, find and reach out to you on social media? Do you, do you hang out on any social media channels or? <laughs>
2: I'm a little bit bad at that so maybe it's easier if they just email me at nicholas with a k at klarna.com
0: fantastic thank you so much for being part of the show nicholas Um, it's been an amazing time you know with you and um, yeah thank you for being on the show
1: thank you so much for having me cheers cheers